If you feel stuck in chronic back pain, you're tired of medical visits, you don't want another opinion, you don't want to have surgery, uh, but you do want to beat your chronic back pain, today's episode is for you. I'm actually going to break down the three biggest components to my chronic back pain story, what happened to me, and the three things that I use to rid myself of five plus years of chronic back pain after my ruptured disc and degenerative disc diagnosis. Now, welcome to episode 10. I'm really excited to unpack this episode because I've never really given my true entire story of what happened to me, right? You know me as the guy who just creates back pain relief content. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physical therapist. I am someone who has been in the strength field for 13 plus years professionally. And I've really dedicated my life and career now to helping people who have all levels of chronic back pain, unresolved back pain, who don't want to have surgery and want to be given the tools to overcome their chronic back pain without surgery, medication, another chiropractor visit, or a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion. So today I want to break down my own personal story and exactly what I did. So I've got some notes here. I'm going to be breaking down really kind of the reality of my life. Right? Let's kind of start with that. First of all, I was maybe 21 years old when I was given my ruptured L5-S1 disc uh, ruptured disc diagnosis along with having degenerative discs above that site. Um, I don't have any kind of weird disease where my spine is aging rapidly. I did, wasn't in a major accident or have any kind of major injury to um, make sense of that kind of diagnosis, but my pain was very, very real. And my diagnosis was very, very real because I had had multiple MRIs uh, and one of the best spine specialists in my area at the time give me that final last diagnosis to kind of confirm what people were saying. And he kind of just said, hey, you know what? Fusion, maybe we don't want to go there right now, but you're looking at a fusion potentially. Uh, but primarily, it's just looking at pain management. At the time of my pain, uh, it was terrible, right? My workouts were suffering. Uh, for a while, just ignorantly, I was still working out, lifting a lot of heavy weight, trying to push myself, thinking that if I was stronger, if I did all the exercises that I would find on social media, that I would eventually heal myself and get back to what I was uh, wanting to do. And that was not the case. In fact, the doctor told me on the day of my diagnosis that, hey, you're not going to be able to exercise the way you're exercising anymore. Like It's just not going to work. Um, and it was frustrating because I was very new out of college uh, trying to kind of become somebody in the fitness space. I thought I was super healthy from a uh, just a physical perspective and I felt broken. A couple years of just trying to navigate chiropractors. I saw multiple types of chiropractors getting adjustments. I've had Graston done on me and he thought I was my my muscles were so locked up that maybe the heat just need to scrape them and use some blood flow, whatever, whatever, to help bring myself out of that place. Definitely did not work. Um, I think I went through a few sessions or a few rounds of chiropractic care. That did not work. I've done traction. Um, I've done heavy medication from a perspective of I never went the opiate route. I, I 
fought tooth and nail to stay off of any kind of heavy, heavy stuff. When I say heavy, I mean I was taking 800 milligrams of ibuprofen, Tylenol, three to four times a day. So I was really maxing out the ability or the amount that they would say, hey, like every four hours you can take more. I was just peaking on that stuff to the point where my stomach started to bleed and I had a very bad stomach pains uh, from too much of the medication that I was taking. I have done hot yoga, I've done all the yoga stuff, I've done yoga for back pain, I've done everything for back pain that you can find on the internet. Um, and this is all while I'm getting married, I had my first child, this is years of time. Uh, I had my first child who is now 10 years old. Um, at the time my pain was so severe that I wasn't even able to put her in her crib to you know, put her in a crib and not actually fall over into the crib with her. I share that story a lot because it's relatable, but it's a very real story. Um, I wasn't able to let her jump into my arms off the couch and things like that because my back was so jacked up. Making it home from work, to and from work, sitting in an office all day, running gyms at the time as a personal trainer as well, um, my life was miserable. It was absolutely miserable. But I, So I know from a one-on-one -on -one or from a personal perspective, I know what it's like to be where you're at. So I want to kind of just start the, the episode off with the reality of what it's like. I'm not just coming at you from a textbook education. Um, I do have knowledge. I do, do have the textbook side of education when it comes to the human body and movement and pain. Uh, but I want to speak from personal experience. So I want to jump into now the three things that have shaped what I was able to come out of. So years of chronic back pain, testing the medical model, doing everything that I could do. My father's in the medical profession. He is a physical therapist assistant as well. Um, and he, I was connected with a lot of the top people in the area at the time. So I, I thought I had the best of the best and I, and I, I did have, you know, the people who were in the spine space or in that area where I was living um, were the best of the best at operating, getting people um, cut open and fixing problems they had in their spine. Um, I just refused to do that. Uh, I remember the day that was the biggest turning point before I jump in the first point of what I did was I was scheduled to have my first rounds of steroid injections and something inside of me. I'm a believer. I believe the Holy Spirit led me to this. And he was like just saying, cancel your your injection, canceled that first injection. Uh, you have not been taking responsibility for your pain, for what you should be doing, for your ability to heal yourself. Um, and this steroid injection, it will, will be the beginning of a very, very long road that's not gonna lead you to where you wanna go. And from that moment on, these three things are what I started to unpack and, and, and use on myself and dig into, educate myself around that led me to having complete control over my chronic back pain and living chronic back pain free today, which is exactly what I teach today in my own one-on-one -on -one program. So without further ado, let's jump into the three specific things that um, you uh, will kind of understand of what I used to gain all the freedom that I have today. It's what I teach inside of my Accelerator Strength and Pain Relief Program. That's my one-on-one -on -one coaching program that I offer where I work with people one-on-one -on -one and, and take people through a process of discovering this for themselves. The first thing, and I've got notes here, the first thing that was the most important thing 
was learning how to desensitize my, what I call my internal pain alarm system. I was in so much chronic pain for so long, so much fear, so much worry, anxiety, that my body was just responding due to a overstimulated, overheightened central nervous system. Okay, I'm not gonna go too much into detail on the science behind this, but oftentimes when you're approaching chronic back pain where you've been having it for years and years or six months or more, uh, your brain is very much involved. Your symptoms are very much real. The pain is very much real, but all of these things are being formulated and they're being driven by the brain. And my mind-body connection, the sensitivity I was experiencing was so deep and so ingrained into my daily life that the number one thing that was keeping me from being able to use exercise, use movement, use these things that we're supposed to be doing to heal myself was my central nervous system's overstimulation. So my number one focus at first was taking time off from the things that I was doing. That goes to treating my back pain, all the the exercises, the yoga, the stretching for back pain, the chiropractic care, the medication. I literally took time off from everything that I was doing to lower the sensitivity, to desensitize myself. And I had to do that for a very specific period of time um, before I could actually start introducing the next level of what I was doing. I had to address my fears, the fears around what my life was going to be like. I had to address the fears of being a fitness professional and helping people with their health and fitness and being in so much pain. Was this gonna be my life forever? Was I going to be able to play with my kids? I only had one kid, now I have two kids. Like there's just so much going on from a fear perspective that had to be addressed. I had to face it instead of just kind of running from it and pushing it off as if I'll just white knuckle it and make it through. That was a big deal for me specifically. Uh, the third part that I incorporate into my uh, in, into my chronic pain relief journey was uh, understanding pain from a science perspective. Uh, there is it's a whole nother world to understand pain science in and of itself and how it affects the body, how it affects the mind, the symptoms that we experience, and it's a deep topic. And there's lots of great resources out there, but that is something that I had to dive into to kind of put a airtight seal around this desensitizing process. Again, this is, I'm trying to keep this episode short and sweet as much as I can, so I'm trying to keep it condensed. But those are the three things specifically that I really dove all into when it comes to desensitizing my internal pain alarm system to open up opportunity for me to then begin to use the tools that you find on the internet, maybe your PT or your Cairo, whatever you might be talking to from a mechanical or movement perspective, I had to desensitize first before moving on. I could end the episode right now because that alone is what unlocked my ability to use what I knew was the best thing for me, but I was missing a massive chunk and guidance around the massive chunk, and that was that sensitivity. So the second thing I moved into was the mechanical side of pain. So this is where you start hearing things like the McGill method, the McKenzie method, movement is medicine, you gotta build strength, core strength, glute strength, you know, how do you move, your hip hinge, all these different concepts around back pain. There's so many pieces of content on the internet that say, you have herniated disc, do this core exercise. If you have back pain, stretch your hips out. If you have back pain, do this glute exercise. There's so much out there, it's so out of context. So I had to discover 
dig and experiment on my own body and also get help around understanding how I needed to move to create a healing environment in my body. There's a big difference between you creating an environment of healing and you being in an environment that is provoking and picking the scab of your injury. So I had to learn how to move. I had to learn the the just the gaps in the way I was moving, the habits that I had created that were picking the scab of my injury. I had to understand the movements specifically for my pain profile. I call them my, I call it your your own personal pain profile. When I work with somebody, I go very much into detail into understanding your specific pain profile. What makes you tick? What are the symptoms that you experience? What are the movements that cause you pain? And you have to understand what those things are, modify them, change them, understand why we're modifying, understand when we need to modify these specific movements, right? Is the movement being done out of fear? Is the movement robotic? Is the movement under the belief of you have to have perfect neutral posture or neutral spine? Your glutes have to be firing at all moments of the squat or whatever it is you're trying to figure out. Or do you have true freedom with movement, which means your body's not trying to protect itself. You have freedom to bend over. You have freedom to twist. You have freedom to extend. You should have freedom to do these things and you have to find out why those movements are causing pain. And that's what I had to do for myself because I had pain with twisting, I had pain with flexion, and I had pain with extension. And I had some radiating pain as well from a profile perspective. So I had a lot of pain all over the place. And I, it was very frustrating, it was very confusing because I didn't fit into the mold of just do back extensions. I didn't fit into the mold of, oh, you just need to do the Jefferson curl and regain the ability to bend your spine. Right, I didn't fall into the category of oh, you just need the big, the McGill Big Three because your core is weak, and if your core, your stabilizer muscles were blah 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 blah. Like I didn't fall into any of those stupid categories. Not knocking any of those methods, but I didn't fall into any one of them. I was my own, right? And I'll explain to you what I did with that knowledge. But that was the second thing. The third, and this is the most important thing, and this is a journey, this is the process that I was on, okay? The third thing was building smarter strength, okay? If you've been listening or been a part of my, my brand, my message for any amount of time, it's been going on for years now, you'll understand I have different pieces of this puzzle. I have the Smart Strength membership. Right? It's a really popular uh, workout community that I have built where I'm delivering um, workouts to someone who is in a position of post-surgery, chronic back pain. They have control over their pain. They're working their way out of pain. They have a plan they're following, but now they need a smarter strength approach to push, push the envelope with their strength, see those gains, but not destroy their back in the process, the smart strength membership. But that's, took, that's the third step of my own journey out of pain. The Smart Strength membership didn't get me out of pain. My smarter workouts did not beat my pain. They create an airtight seal around my, my progress that I've made. And they also allowed me to build strength and to feel good about what I was doing without hurting my back more, right? But notice how working out was really the third step that I took in my own personal journey. So at this point in my process, I had control over my pain. 
I didn't have the chronic waking every morning. I couldn't even roll over in bed, like catching. I was propping myself up in, in my mattress. Like I convinced myself my mattress was sagging too much and my spine was out of whack. So I had rolled up towels in my right where like my, my lower rib and my hip meet thinking that if I could prop myself up, that I'd be in a neutral position. Like I was driving myself insane, literally. And I was doing it all wrong, doing it all backwards. And I, at the time of me doing that, I was still working out. So third step that I did was programming, looking at how I was programming my workouts. What was my progression look like? Was I starting with what I used to be able to do? I, I, I consider myself a strong person. I'm not a competitively strong person, but I'm a strong person for what I find value in in my life. So when I was in my point of recovery, trying to get out of pain, should I be working out the way my physical body was strong enough to do, my brain was strong enough to do, or was it from my pain profile? You have to look at exercise from a pain perspective when you're trying to use exercise to get out of pain. I'm going to say that again. You have to look at exercise from a pain perspective, not from an exercise perspective. I don't look at exercise the way a lot of people look at exercise. I just want to get a good sweat in. I want to feel the pump. I want to, you know, get, I, I, of course I want to look good naked, right? That's, that's the goal. Ultimately, if you were honest with yourself right now, you work out because you want to look good in the mirror. You want to look good, but naked, right? If you're not, then I'm not sure what you're doing this for, but. I wanted to be strong. I had to check my programming. I had to make sure my workouts were conducive to me healing. And that was the number one priority. Not conducive to me, you know, chasing numbers on the barbell, the row, the deadlift, the lunge, squat, bicep curl, shoulder press, whatever. I had to stop doing that. And I had to focus on progressing towards building more resilience in my body. Then this is this is this is the sketchy thing. I then once I got to a certain point, I had to learn how to safely begin to poke the bear of my previous injury, as in just chronic pain. I had to go test myself. I had been on this process of desensitizing my pain system, understanding what I needed to do step by step to do that. I had to learn and make sure that the movements that I was doing were not out of fear and anxiety and worry and roboticness, that's a word. And then once I gained control over that, I had to start working out again. But eventually I had to do something that used to cause pain. I had to barbell deadlift again. I had to put a barbell on my back and squat. Because if I didn't, I'm just gonna be eliminating things from my life out of fear, which is only going to cause more problems. Right, So that's a big deal is eventually in your journey, once you have control over your chronic pain, you have to poke that bear. You have to test yourself to know whether or not you truly are healing or are you just diluting your life? Are you removing things from your life because you're trying to be safe now and you want to take things out that are potentially scary or risky? Your body's resilient. As long as you are alive, you're resilient and you can build strength and be stronger and, and learn to gain way more control over your chronic back pain. That's how I did it. Now, obviously, this is years and years and years of a process. There's lots of nuances to this, obviously, 
right? There's exercise choice. There are the things that I did to, to help desensitize myself. There are the movements that I had to correct, the movements that I had to free myself of in order for me to see healing. That's all based off of me. That's why when you're like, well, what should I do? I, I don't know until I know. And I don't know until I have a conversation, until we, we dive into your unique situation. Now, if you feel like that's you, if you're like, you know what, like, man, like there is a lot to this. I want to learn how to do that. I want to learn how to, to correct the movements, have freedom with my movements, not fear, but freedom. I want to learn how to use exercise from a pain perspective and not from an exercise perspective so that I can get back to using exercise as an exercise from an exercise perspective. That's you and you feel stuck. I'm happy to help, right? The biggest, the best investment I ever made was hiring a coach to help me. Because we think I can get so much on my phone. Where's my phone at? Right here. I can get so much on this right here about back pain. If I can get it right here, surely I can put it together and make it make sense. But you can't. Some can. Maybe you're like 1% of the people who can. Odds are you can't. So you're going to spend the next 5, 6, 7, 10, 12, 24 years in pain thinking that you're gaining control when all you're doing is diluting your life, eliminating things that you used to do because now they cause pain. So if you think you can eliminate the painful things, you're going to feel better. It's not the case. If you feel stuck, get help. There's a description underneath this episode here. If you're watching on YouTube, in the description of this video, if you're on a podcast, in the show notes um, on this screen, it'll pop up fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash apply. If you want help, if you want to just chat and just say, hey, can you even help me? Am I even helpable? I like to promise the results that I get students through my accelerator strength and pain relief program, but I only work with certain people because I, I, I don't know everything. Right, But I do know that 98% of the people that I can help, and I have helped. So if you need help, reach out. Fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash apply. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope it was valuable. I hope it kind of was a beacon of understanding, of, of direction. Uh, just for watching this long, I want to give you a free gift. If you want to navigate exercise the right way, you want to look at exercise from a pain perspective, if you're at that point in your journey, go to fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash pain free training. It's a free guide that I created. I give you everything that I know and I use with clients and myself to build the ideal strength training program that is safe for po post-surgery. If you've had, if you've been, sur if, <laughs> if you've had surgery, I got it out. If you've had surgery and you were cleared to exercise, you want to get back into the gym, you want to do it safely, fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash pain-free training. If you have a herniated disc, bulging disc, ruptured disc, degenerative discs, it doesn't matter. If you're cleared to exercise, you want to do it safely, go to fitnessforbackpain.com forward slash pain-free training. Uh, the guide is yours free. Grab it, take it, use it. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in for my story. Hope it was valuable to you, and I will see you on the next episode.